It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Go Birds Radio here from the beautiful Parks Casino. We got some golf on, some uh, some tennis, basketball. I'm guessing that's college. Maybe college. I don't know. Actually, that's the basketball tournament. Oh, that's yes, final. that's right. The basketball tournament. Louisville. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So lots going on here. The, the sport. We're over by the sportsbook, by the way. And can we describe this? The, the room here. So Absolutely. the beer garden's off the side of the, the sports book, yep. which is beautiful back there. There's a huge bar with how many, like, what, 60 seats? What, this bar? Yeah. I feel like all of our Twitter followers could fit on there. Well, I should say this. All the people you've blocked on Twitter could probably uh, I don't know there. if they'd fit in Ben Salem. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then there's about, what, 100, 200 of, like, the cozy, these cozy yep. chairs facing the, the screens. There's odds flying by everywhere. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful spot. Also, if the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, I might watch it here this year instead of going that to Vegas. Instead of Las Vegas, Let's yeah, be a shorter drive. Um, I will say, being here too, and look, let's be honest, it's a bit of a downtime on the sports calendar. But when we do it during the season, and you see all the people here for football, like I'm just so excited the season's back. As much as I enjoy the downtime and you know all those things, there is nothing like having real Eagles topics to talk about to dive into. And I've been enjoying today having a chance uh, to talk about all the different positions. Um, one I want to start the uh, the two o'clock hour with, um, and again two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Jump in, let's talk Eagles football. Last caller brought it up, Drew from Westchester, the running back position. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Swift, probably the big acquisition I would say this off season. Rashad Penny has been in camp. They they signed him to. You know, not a ton of guaranteed money, but he was one of the first free agents, so a bit of a, you know, a priority signing. Still have Kenny Gainwell, uh, Boston Scott still in camp. Interesting tweet. I just want to get your opinion on real quick before we uh, get into the guys that are actually in camp. Um, ESPN uh, reporter Stephen Holder saying that he doesn't know if Jonathan Taylor, the Colts uh, running back, will be traded, but uh, essentially insinuating he wouldn't rule it out because between con- their, you know, having a contract dispute, with him howie roseman talked this week uh before his training camp about the value of the running back position it was asked you know pretty straight up by zach berman of the athletic like 
you know, would you give a running back a big, a big, uh, big contract? They've never signed a, a, a running back to a second deal. Jonathan Taylor, curious for your perspective. Uh, is that some? Is that somebody you think the Eagles would a have interest in? No. Okay. Do you Salem, think they New Jersey, should? right? Salem, New Jersey, state group one. 100-meter dash champion. That was my first thought as well when I saw the tweet. Uh, No, I mean, I know how he is denying it, but he'll never spend money on a running back, and he hasn't. The Eagles have spent the second fewest dollars, cap dollars, on running back since how he became GM again in 2016. Wow. uh, At just, uh, I believe it's $23.3 million. Only Washington has spent less. It's only a couple thousand less. They just don't spend money on running backs and are also one of the most successful teams in the league. It's not going to change. There really is something to it. And and giving running backs money does not translate into team success. It just doesn't. And, I mean, look, they, they won a Super Bowl with LeGarrette Blunt, who's like a 35-year-old Patriots cast-off, uh, Jay Ajay, who the Dolphins didn't want, and he had like 10 good games left in his in his knees. And they got all 10 of them. And an undrafted rookie. They did. An undrafted rookie in Corey Clement. And and those three guys had almost, well, they have 255 scrimmage yards in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's how you win a Super Bowl. You, you just keep recycling cheap guys who are good good players. Uh, it's just and, and that gives you more money to spend on the important positions like corner and receiver, which they've done, and edge rusher. So Howie will never do it. He, he'll deny it, but he will never spend money on running backs or draft capital. Yeah, so look, my, my heart is still missing B. John Robinson, so I'll never be able to, to say flat out that they shouldn't go get a running back. Jonathan Taylor, obviously an outstanding talent. But my head, my, my brain, listens to you, and, you know, as I guess I should do often, like, I, I agree. You're right. They're, they're not going to give – because here's the deal. Jonathan Taylor has, I think, a $4 million base salary this year. That's a very small number. Sure. But when you trade from, you're trading for him if you're giving him a new contract. Right. And that's probably going to be, you know, $25 million guaranteed over three or four years, maybe a little not shorter. Not going to do it. So, I'm like, so yeah, I would, I would be surprised if they did it. But the part of me that would want to do it or think that they should do it is – I, I get that they have a running back by committee, and Nick Sirianni talked this week about how in camp they're going to really rotate these guys with all the teams, and, and you've seen that. Rashad Penny, he got the first carry of training camp with the first-team offense, but he also has had multiple carries with the third-team offense. So they are moving guys all around. It's going to be tough to get a read on who the number one guy will be. But as much as I like Swift and I think Penny has some upside – Man, I just this team's backbone to me is still the running game and they just they don't have I think like a dependable running back right now. Well, I don't know if they need I mean they don't need a 1000-yard rusher. They don't need Miles Sanders. If they did, they would have resigned him. Uh, I think Swift is going to be the main guy. I, I, and they're going to throw to him. So he's, he might catch 70 balls this year. And yeah, I mean they're throwing it to him quite a bit in I camp. I think he's already. got five catches already in two games, and he, you know, he looks really comfortable. Well, I love that you call them games. Uh, practices? Yeah. Did I say they're, games? they're games to me? So I know yeah. they are. Yeah, uh, they, he's got five catches in two practices. He's very fluid as a receiver, very comfortable. There was one that Jalen threw a little high yesterday, mm-hmm. and, and he went up and caught it and brought it in. Very soft hands, very natural pass receiver, yeah. and then he's very quick with the ball in his hands. A little surprisingly well, quick. Well, in space, and they they haven't had a player like this, and Nick hasn't. Since, I mean, since Nick's been here, just in terms of when you if you can get him out in the flat. And I was thinking about this with Cam Jurgens when we talk so much about how he's undersized. And I think there are clearly aspects of the game that that will impact him. But a positive of that is their right side of the of the offensive line 
I don't know if there's one in football better built for the screen pass in terms of Lane's athleticism, Jurgen's athleticism, and then Kelsey, if you want to include the center as well. So if Swift is going to be a bigger part of their pass game, maybe something they're taking into account is, all right, well, we have a right guard in Jurgen's that is tailor-made to get to that second level. Yeah, no question. You can tell they're thinking about it. And I think one thing about the screen game, which they, it's really they haven't run screens. And it was such a staple, like of like on my childhood, like Brian West, Westbrook, Westbrook LaShawn McCoy. Byers. Yeah, those, you know. I mean, even Sproles yeah. uh, a few years ago. But I, I think we will see more of it. And I think the one thing it's going to do is hopefully keep Jalen out of harm's way a little more. Because if you can gain eight yards with a screen pass to DeAndre Swift or eight yards with Jalen Hurts, running through traffic, what would you rather do? It's an easy eight yards just dumping it off uh, in the passing game to the back. So I, I hope I hope we see more of that. I think there's a reason to do it. Look, there's not going to be a lot of balls to go around with Goddard, A.J. Brown, and Devontae, uh, but I do think DeAndre Swift, and, and Gainwell's a good receiver too. Yeah, and they've been using him quite a bit in camp so far. I think the other thing where DeAndre Swift could really help them and just having a more uh, a, a passing game you can include the running back is – is in the blitz pickup. Like, if there is one true area where this team really struggled on offense last year, and there was not many of them, but one where they definitely did was blitz pickup. Like, when Jalen got blitzed, and I don't even really think it was his fault. I don't think it was poor decision-making, and he can be a, a blitz breaker in, in, with his legs. But if you, I remember in the Super Bowl re-watching it, there were two or three plays where he got blitzed, and there was nothing there, like no options to throw it to. So I think... If you have Swift back there uh, and he can, you know, kind of break out into the flat there, that could help against the blitz. My only thing is if you look at Nick Sirianni's time as a play caller and you go back to his time with the Colts, um, I don't think he called plays in, in San Diego. So just Indianapolis and now two years in Philly with, the, like, the main offensive guy. He's always had a lead back. He's never been a guy that's truly used a committee. So while they talk about using a committee – I think deep down, they want Swift to take the majority of the snaps, be a three-down back, and then they can kind of shift in Penny and Gainwell. Scott, I think Trey Sermons look good. But I do think they want Swift to be the main guy. I think it'll end up that way, but I do think you'll see if Penny is here, if he's healthy, I think you'll see him work in. I think they like Gainwell. Uh, Boston Scott probably won't even dress, I wouldn't think. He can. I would think, well, he's probably going to return kicks. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. It's hard to keep four four backs uh, in you know active on yeah. game day. Well, last year they had three, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we'll yeah. see how it goes, and we'll see. I mean, obviously these guys have to be healthy. I think you're right. I think when all is said and done, Swift. But I think it'll be less than Miles. Like I think you'll see more of a committee than when when Miles. Like really, when when Miles was here, the only time Boston played, or you know, once once Jordan Howard got hurt halfway through Miles' rookie year. It was really all Miles. Yeah, he's and been the clear number one guy. The games that Miles didn't play was the only time you really saw Boston get 10, 12 carries. Yep. I think it'll be more balanced, but I, I do think Swift will be. I think he's the most. He's a good runner too. I mean, he's got a four six career average, so I think you'll see him uh, get the most touches by, by a large margin. But I do think Gainwell's going to mix in, in in there as well. Yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting to see throughout camp, and it's going to be tough at times to tell, but with tracking total touches and those things how how they really plan on spreading this out let's go back to the phone lines and let's get to Corey in columbus Corey, my guy what up man good to hear from you est what's up man man i had to get that trey sermon uh drop in there when i saw your name on the board so rube it's an honor how you doing today man hey Corey, what's going on hey i i know I, it says Corey from columbus but I, but I actually live in delaware ohio only me and rube know where that's at so. no you're kidding <laughs> me you live in delaware ohio 
Yeah, I just like Ohio Wesleyan is right in my backyard. Oh, man, I spent four good years there. Wow. I, I miss Delaware. I can't yes, believe sir. there's a Starbucks in Delaware now, I guess, on Route 23, just south of town. Really yep, coming up is. in the world. Man. So what else is going on in Delaware? They still have Buns restaurants still there? They do. Wow. They do. <laughs> ha- hamburger Inn still there? Yeah, still there. Still the best cinnamon rolls. We got, oh, we got the Eagles and Delaware experts on the this line is right great. now. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, so a couple points on the Eagles. I, I got I got three points here. So the first one, what I like about Jalen Carter and, like, how Rube was talking about he, how he came up and talked about talk to the media without even being scheduled. I think what I like about that is that I feel like Jalen Carter, like, if you look at him, since he's been drafted, the narrative has been with him has been, like, off the field. Yes. I think he wants to remind people, like, hey, man, I'm still a great football player. Like, a lot of the narrative about me has been off the field and what I've done, you know, his transgressions off the field. But I'm still an elite guy, and I want to show you guys. So that's why when he said, I want to, I think I can win defensive player of the, or rookie of the year, I think that was him saying, like, I want, to go, want you guys to remind you, like, I'm still that guy, you know? Yeah, and I would say, too, there's probably not been many times in his life where he's taken 13 reps. And I, right. I know that he's not the only rookie doing it, so it's I'm not saying it, defle- it uh, reflects negatively on him. But to your point, Corey, I, I do think Jalen Carter has a chance here to really kind of rebuild and, like, remind people that, look, there were times two years ago or a year in, you know, prior to last year's draft where he was talked about as being the number one pick, let alone potentially right. falling out of the top ten. So, yeah, I mean, the Eagles have talked about being a good support system for him. I do think having his teammates around will help. But the bottom line is, as much as I can say I like Nolan Smith the best, and I do think he has a big upside, and Kobe, Keeley, all these guys, like Jalen Carter has been the one. Like, he's been the one on that defense for the past two or three years that everyone thought was going to be a generational talent. And, you know, time for him to prove it. I remember okay. when they drafted a, a Jordan Davis, and we were all talking about how great he looked, and everyone was like, but just wait till you see the guy they yeah. have coming out next year. Yeah. Right. Now they got both of them. Yep. So, uh, two, two more things. So the second thing is with N'Kobe Dean, I feel like a lot of people forget, like, last year in the preseason, I feel like N'Kobe Dean, like, he really showed what he could do with the Cleveland Browns game and the Jets game. A lot of people might say, like, that was against backups, but technically he was a backup at that time. Yep. So I feel like if you go back and rewatch those games, I don't know if you guys ever had time, like, there was a ton of plays where I think he popped and showed in those games. Yeah, I do think he could be someone that it's as simple as he needs the pads on, he needs to be in a game. And we've seen guys like that. Because I also think with him, look, physically he's not a special athlete. He's not tall, he's not super fast, any of those things. Where he's going to thrive is reading the play and being a half a second before everybody else. And it's just, frankly, easier to do that when you're hitting. Like, it's just, it's easier to show those instincts. So that could be part of it. Corey, where are you at with, uh, let's have a Trey Sermon minute here. Uh, I think Trey Sermons look good. I, I, look, it's going to be really tough to keep five running backs, but I thought he's looked good the first few days of camp room. What, what have you seen from How many? He's had one carry. No, he's had more than one. I have him down at five or six. Now, granted, a lot of more with the I mean, I like Trey Sermon, but I, I just don't know where he's going to fit in. Well, I just think it's interesting that they carried him all last year. Yeah. Well, they also, I think they had already made up their mind to, uh, to, to let Miles go. When they kept him, I think they redshirted him, learned the offense. Yeah, they didn't know at the time they were going to be able to get DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. I, I, I thought think, they kind of they figured it would be Gainwell and Sermon. Yep. And I think it, uh, one point after this too, but I think that um, with Detroit Sermon and just the Eagles running back room with the whole running back situation in NFL, I could see like maybe one of those guys since their contracts and salaries were so low could maybe like if these all three or five guys are showing in uh, training camp. 
one of them could be used as trade bait if you know if you have a situation where a running back not showing up to camp or not wanting to play due to a yeah. contract situation. But last sure. thing, this, this is a different, right, this real is a quick, different question. Yeah. This is a different question. You guys probably never been not Shane been Steichen asked. likes Gainwell. Yeah. Uh, Avante Maddox. What is your guys? I think Avante Maddox is a great player, and obviously the the, the nickel cornerback uh, room is kind of like slim. But there's like a lot of you know prospects there. I won't say good players, but prospects. But Avante Maddox, since he's been in the league, he's only played 16 games one time. Yeah. And he's dealing with an injury right now. And like I said, when he plays, he's great. What well, it's the same injury that he had the surgery on. I mean, yeah, just and Corey, thanks him, to the call, man. We're bringing him along now. slowly. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. And they, I mean, they got Zach McPherson in the slot now, taking a look at him. They got Josiah Scott still. Uh, but they got to keep Avante Maddox healthy. But the problem is, at his size, he's such a physical player, it's hard to stay healthy. Yeah, and he's The way he plays the game. He's interesting, too, because he's really bounced around a little bit, too. He's played safety. He's played nickel. I think at times, you know, we talk about the safety position. If, let's say, Zach McPherson is really good at nickel and these reps he's getting, you wonder if maybe they would be a little more open to moving Avante back into, you know, a, a more of a safety role or just kind of being a free free-flowing defensive back in, in a unique role on that side of the field. So, yeah, he has to stay healthy. He hasn't practiced so far. Does seem like healthy. No, he's is, practiced. I mean, he's, well, he hasn't done – I should say he hasn't done team. Hasn't done team. Which but to he's me is there. basically not practicing. Well, I mean, he's coming off surgery, and they're going to bring a guy slowly, bring him along yeah, slowly. Yeah, for sure. But I think Corey's point is fair that, you know, as much – as great of a player as he is, and he is, I think when he's starting, they have the, the best trio of starting corners in the NFL – he does have to stay healthy. All right, let's go back to the phones here and go to Matt in Glenside. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, guys, how's it going? What up, Matt? How go you Matt. doing? <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, I, Elliot, I heard your opinion about uh, Keely Ringo. I'm curious, Rube, what, what have you seen from him? Just haven't seen enough to comment yet. Let's, I just, you just don't see anything. He's playing with the threes. He's not getting a ton of reps. Uh, there's really nothing to evaluate. Anything I said would be fraudulent. Well, I'll step in gotcha. fraud. And, and I'll tell you what, once <laughs> once the pads are on and we see him in coverage, uh, I'll be able to give an opinion. But it's just too early. So my, my Keely Ringo thought uh, through the first two days is, I wonder if this is going to – if he's like a prime shady IR candidate, someone that they are obviously not going to cut. A, he won't make it through waivers, but they also traded up to draft him, so they're not going to cut him. They have other guys in front of him that I think they'd probably, as of now, and a lot can change in a month, but as of now, I'll probably feel more comfortable playing. Greedy Williams has NFL experience. They've had Josh Job for a year. I just wonder if Keeley wouldn't benefit. Like, his thing coming out of the draft was elite athlete, rare physical tools for the position, maybe not super, te- like, technically where, where he's at. I don't know. He seems like maybe he would benefit from a year on the sideline. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think that whether he's on the 53 or on IR, he's, gonna, he's not going to play a lot. Agreed. Now, with IR, so, you can't practice. That's but, the tough part. Right. So I think they'd rather have him on the roster and practicing and learning from, from Slay and, and Bradbury. Uh, I mean, who's the third corner? Who's the third outside corner going to be? Well, they've I mean, had – yeah, I mean, Josh Job has been out there. I think it was – was it Greedy Williams on the opposite side as well? Yeah. Um, I like Eli Ricks a little bit. But, Matt, to your to, – to, Eli Ricks is not ahead of Keely Ringo. No, he's not. No. But, but Matt, I mean, I do think, too, like, they did trade up for Keeley. So, maybe, maybe you know, I think for him it could also come down to special teams. Like, can he make an impact on special teams? Yeah, that, that was going to say. They traded up for him, so I'm surprised he's not seeing more reps with, with – Well, that. I mean, it's yeah, – 
I mean, they're doing this with all the young guys. I mean, there's a reason Sidney Brown's with the threes. It's not because he's behind. There's, there's a reason all these young guys are getting reps with the threes. They're bringing them along slowly. Yeah. Um, it's two I'm days. Curious how this, I'm curious how this is going to work with um, Tanner McKee. I mean, they, they used a draft pick on him, but then yeah. they went out and spent money to sign Mariota. I mean, if they cut Tanner McKee, you think somebody will grab him? Like, how does this work? How can they it's keep a, these three quarterbacks? Yeah, it's a great question, Matt. We're up against it a little bit, so I'm going to let you go. But thank you so much for uh, for calling in. I mean, that is the key question with all these guys. Like, who makes it through waivers? If they cut Ian Book, would Ian Book make it they're, through waivers? They're not cutting Tanner McKee. So I don't think so either. Now, they did cut, they did cut Clayton Thorson. Obviously, we've seen very few quarterbacks Tanner play McKee's better than Clayton Thorson. Yeah, Clayton Thorson. It, it, like, after one pass, you can see I, that. I agree with that. The Tanner McKee and Book have been splitting uh, reps through the first two days with the third team. I just wonder who's more likely to make it through waivers. Because if you can get one onto your practice squad, especially with this new third quarterback rule, where on game days you can dress one, like Ian Book does feel better suited for that role than Tanner McKee does. Yeah, Tanner McKee is going to be the three. And there it is. And Ian Book will be on the coaching staff. Turn in. Here's my prediction is Ian Book will be on the coaching staff. The coaching staff? Yeah. He'll be coach. like his fourth year in the league, isn't it? I mean, he's six foot. Okay. All right. Fair. I, li- Fair. I mean, I like Ian, and he's a good player at Notre Dame, uh, and he's fast. But, I mean, Tanner McKee, look at Tanner McKee's like 6'5". No, I- he looks the part. He looks like he's throwing the ball well. He knows where it's going. He hasn't been super consistent, but right. uh, he, there's a reason they drafted him. Obviously, not this is a big comparison. I don't think he'll be holding a Super Bowl trophy one day, but physically, Tanner McKee reminds me a lot of Nick Foles. Like, his his hands, like, he's a big dude. I just, I get Nick Foles Don't vibe. go there. I'm not. I'm going to stop right now. It's a shame because he actually does have big hands like Nick, but whatever. All right, so on the other side, we'll stop talking about Tanner McKee's hands, and we're going to get to the phones because I see a lot of good callers, and I want to get your questions. Chris, Warren, my guy Justin from Tennessee, David, Mark, we're going to get to all of you guys on the other side. This is Go Birds Radio from the beautiful, lovely, amazing Parks Casino, and as I always tell you, and I've told you now on the Go Birds pod, but let us tell you about our friends at Window Nation with just a few words about summer. Scor- uh, searing, scorching, sweating, sweltering, blazing, blistering, burning, baking. Wow, those are a lot of words. Feeling the heat. High temps aren't the only thing getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see your energy bills and your AC repair bills. The solution, we recommend our friends at Window Nation. For new energy-efficient windows, your home stays comfortable and cool, your energy bill sinks as low as it can go, and your AC will avoid any premature breakdown. Not to mention the incredible savings Window Nation is offering right now. With every two windows purchased, you'll get two free windows, plus you'll put zero down and make zero payments and zero interest for 24 months. That could be up to thousands more in savings, so maintain your chill, lower your bill, and get your home filled with new Window Nation windows Buy two, get two, and pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90-NATION or online at windownation.com. That's 866-NATION or windownation.com. And make sure you tell them that Go Bird sent you. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. 
Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Listen to Go Birds Radio here at beautiful Parks Casino. Eagles football is back. Got my fellow beat writer with me, Ruben Frank. We've been talking about all the positional values. Uh, you quickly killed the dream of Jonathan Taylor, which I appreciate. It's an, it's an important, uh, important to set boundaries on what is realistic and what's not. And I, I agree. The chance of them trading for Jonathan Taylor, probably pretty slim, but... I want to get to the phones here because we have some great people on the line. I want to get your training camp questions. And although he's going to come with a football question, I'm sure, Justin from Tennessee, kind of a baseball guy now because he's got a, uh, a family member that's uh, going to be in the majors, I think, pretty soon. Justin, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing up there today? Good to hear from you, man. I feel like it's been a while, which is, which is on me, but it's good to hear from you. Justin, were you at the Appalachian League All-Star Game last night? No, I was not. I, oh, I don't man. know where that was held at. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in Tennessee, but it's on uh, on the big screen here at Parks. It, it may have been up toward Johnson City or something. I don't know. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, my, my nephew was drafted by the Dodgers there a couple of weeks ago yeah. in the third round. Nice. I told you that. A few years but, from uh, now. Uh, where's he starting out? Uh, he's in Arizona right now in a developmental type thing they're doing. He's, uh, he just went out there, so. All right. He's, That's awesome, man. Uh, he, he's a little homesick now, but he's an 18-year-old kid, so you can expect that, too. Yeah, but very excited but, for uh, him and excited for you. Oh, we're all tickled to death for him, man. We are. Uh, but let's let's get down to business here. Uh, yes, sir. I, I was a little worried when y'all were talking about the running back stuff because I was afraid you, you might jump on my point, and I was, I was gonna, not going to have anything to say. <laughs> you but, always have uh, something. <laughs> well, the thing that – that you hit on in, in a tweet the other day talking about Trey Sermon. I really hope they can stash him mm-hmm. on the practice squad type thing again because with, with Penny's injury. Oh, he was on the roster. He was not on the practice squad last year. He was on the roster all year. Well, I, okay. Because so they, they knew that if they put him on the practice squad, they would lose him. And, and cut him, and he'd probably get claimed. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm worried about because we know Penny's injury history, and I really think Sermon's got something to – to bring to the table as far as the short yardage back and stuff yeah. like that. I really like this kid coming out of Ohio State. Shout out Corey Columbus. But uh, this kid was great. I don't know what happened in San Fran. We barely but, uh, played. I mean, he barely exactly. played in San Fran. And, Justin, what I think an interesting dynamic here could be is if you look at the running back, Swift is going to be on the roster, obviously. He's going to yeah. be a pass-catching back, maybe the number one back. Kenny Gainwell, you know, pass-catching running back, situational back. Boston Scott has his role. Like, I don't really think – Trey Sermon impacts Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott. I think they're going to be on the team either way. What I think is an interesting dynamic is if we view Penny as Sermon as in between the tackle runners, Sermon is younger, I I believe I should say. I think he's younger. He's definitely healthier. He's cheaper. I just, I wonder if they get to the end of camp and they feel confident about where Sermon's at. They held him on the roster all last year. Like if you trade Penny or what? I, I just, 
I think Sermon does have something, and there's very few times where the Eagles hold someone on the 53 and active all year. Like, they, they must really like him. Yes, and one other thing about the running backs I wanted to bring up. I hope they go back and look at some of the stuff that Saints did when they had Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara at the same time because they would put both those guys in the backfield. Yep. They would split Kamara out the slot, stuff like that, and that's something Gangwell can do. I really believe Gangwell, you could put him out, like put him in motion, use all kinds of stuff with two backs, and that's something you don't see anymore, but we have some dynamic backs. Well, who are you taking Gangwell. off the field? I mean – if you take Quez off the field for a play or two, you know what I'm saying? You, you still sure. have Dallas out there and have two backs, and then you split one of them out, put one of them in most. Just something like that because you have some playmakers at running back, I believe. And yeah, yeah you, I don't think you're going to see that. I mean, look, they've got they've got great wide receivers and, and a top five, probably top three tight end. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm not sure you'll see two backs very much, if at all, but uh, I think Gainwell's going to have a role on this team, no doubt. I think Gainwell, I think – his best years are ahead of him. I think this kid's going to be great. But before I get off here, I hope she's listening. Uh, Becca Hinderleiter, I think I'm pronouncing her name right. She's a big Joe Birds listener, and a WIP caller. Her and her family's been traveling a lot, and they're headed back home. So if you're listening, right. hope y'all had a good trip, hon, and be safe. We'll holler at y'all later. I love you, boys. I mean. My man, Justin, good to hear from you, uh, as always. When you look at Gainwell's career, I mean, I like Gainwell, but he had the Giants game. And other than that, I mean, he's been an average player. Honestly, I'm not a huge Gainwell guy. I think we talk about him as if he has a ton of potential. And, look, it's not been a ton of reps. I get all that. But, I, I mean, why why would we feel way better about Gainwell than, say, like Trey Sermon? Trey Sermon was also drafted highly. He's barely played. Gainwell, I think his playoff run sometimes get a gets a bit overvalued. Like, those games were mostly over by the time he took over in the second well, half. Well, the Giants game was, was the one. And, yeah. I, you know, he – I mean, his numbers in the in the Niners game and the and the Super Bowl were not were not elite. It was the Giants game. He had a, he was like twelve for one twelve or something right. against a team that at that point had given up. Uh, so look, I like him. I think he's got ability. I think he's going to have a role. But I, I just think some people might be getting a little carried away with the Kenny Gainwell thing. I I agree, but that's why I think that he just has a special role on this team. I don't think he's going to be. I mean, remember last year we talked. Oh, this is Gainwell. He's going to be a big part of it. He was not. This year, it was, oh, he's going to be a big part of it. They brought in Swift and Penny. So they're also telling you a little bit how they actually feel about Kenny Gainwell. Let's go back to the phone lines here, and let's go to Chris and Pensacken. Chris, how you doing, man? I'm doing great listening to you two guys and drinking my favorite drink, a nice cold lager for you two. There we go. Beautiful. Yingling all, the, yingling all the way, baby. Um, <laughs> my man. I got, I got to tell you, if Wallace really makes – Slot corner, I'll buy you a truck, man. The dude can't play. He Kayvon Wallace? He's a safety. He's yeah. not a corner. Now, He's a safety. Now, and he Mc played Mc well last year. I, if you were watching, Chris, Kayvon Wallace oh, he played met, well. He met McPherson. I met McPherson. He met McPherson. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was on hold for a while. I'm sorry. Too many yeah, loggers, maybe. Not. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't get hammered before you call. No, I only cracked one because I was getting a little perks. Yeah, we we don't know. I mean, I I don't think Zach McPherson is a is a slot corner, but we don't really nah. know. Nobody's really seen him out there. Uh, well, he he hasn't played bad when he's gotten a few reps. Mainly two years ago, he didn't play much at all in defense last year. So uh, well, we'll see. I mean, there's, I, I there's, heard, you have nothing that, to lose by giving him a look. See out there. Yeah, and and I am so grateful, even for Harris, our owners in this town now. Maybe not so much the Flyers. Jim Irsay is already on Twitter. Saying we, we we agreed to a collective bargaining agreement, and now they have no faith in 
This agent's wow. talking all kinds of things. Well, what, what you say was tweeting issue. about was the running back saying that there should be some new rules governing, well, you, uh, you know, the salary cap and running backs, and they just agreed to a CBA a year ago that covers the next yeah, ten years. That's Jeffrey Lurie would never tweet that. Well, that's he doesn't tweet. They're different team. types of owners, that, but that, I mean, that's, that's all I he was saying. My, I just want to pull my owner. Bro. That's all. That. I just want to pull my owner. And Nolan Smith was just was just like uh, Miss Smiley from this from the Sixers, Maxie. He Maxie Maxie yeah. dropped all the way down because of COVID, and Nolan Smith dropped down not just because he's a tweener. He was at the last seven games with the pack. Yeah, he, he didn't play the last seven games. He's he's a top for the thirteen pick, man. We stole him. He's going to be the he's going to be the steal of the of the draft this year. Step down from Carter. I can't be more excited. Can we just? Can you guys hook me up and clap your heels three times and just make August go away and make it September first? <laughs> My kids go back to school. It's not hot. Uh, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm loving this team so much. I'm positive, and I don't know if we're going to make the Super Bowl. But all for some reason, this town ever since we won the championship, we're like, oh, with the Sixers, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to care about them to the playoffs. And the Eagles got to go to the Super Bowl. You know what? I'm getting older now. I'm going to smell my roses while I'm walking past them instead of on a bike. And I'm going to enjoy my ride. I'm going to listen to you two dudes. Love and it, I'm going, to, I'm going to be a four for four guy. Love you guys. Go birds. My man. Let's go. Always good to hear from you, Chris. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. We've There's so much, like, positional battle to get in and all that. I think this is the first caller that's brought up the Super Bowl. Feels like all off season. all we talked about was, you know, should they get back? Is it the expectation? All those things. But, yeah, I mean – it's a question they've gotten a lot, and I think they've done a pretty good job addressing it in terms of how to you know, push it to the side the best they can and, and focus on this year. Let's try to get one more caller in before we uh, hit break here. Let's try. Let's try. We can do it, I believe. Let's go to uh, Warren in Germantown. Warren, how you doing, man? Welcome to Go Birds. Oh, man, good to hear from you guys. Always a pleasure. My man, That's Warren, my always good to hear your voice. One, one of my questions, what happened to the practice time? Back in the day, the Dick Vermeule days, Used to practice at two, three practices a day. You're not you allowed know, I to. I played football with Andre Waters of the same state. We practiced two, three. Warren, there's there. You're, it was well. First of all, two a days were banned after Corey Stringer died in uh, Mankato State for with the Vikings. And then the CBA limits the number of, of hours and minutes that you're allowed on the field, on the practice field. Now the Eagles take it to another uh, another level. And I had a conversation with Dick Vermeil at, at practice last year about this. He said, I'd have trouble coaching today. Uh, but the reality is it works. You look at, look at the health that this team had going into the Super Bowl last year. The schedule and the practice time is the biggest reason they were healthy. And they're not. It's not like they're wasting the time that they're not on the field. They're in meetings. They're in, uh, you know, they're in in, in video study, uh, looking at film, uh, having walkthroughs. But this is the reality. This is. And I covered. I covered Andre Waters. I covered those teams. I covered two a days at Westchester. Uh, but this is the way the NFL is now, and it's not. It's not going back to the way it was. And Warren, real quick, I'll also say. For what it's worth, Sirianni is undefeated in openers. So health aside, which is a big part of this, he clearly knows how to get his team prepared for the start of the season. Okay, well, yeah, but how about the conditioning? It wouldn't have better with two and three practices a day instead of um, the one day? No, I mean, that, no, because they're yeah. still conditioning. Warren, thanks There's, for the comments. I mean, we got to hop off. Players are probably in better shape now than they were back then because they had jobs during the offseason. 
uh, you can still be in condition without – I mean, I don't think practice is what gets you in shape. It's what you do during the off season. Uh, there are no two-a-days. They've been outlawed for 23 years now, and they're not going back. Well, and also, look, you, you look around the league. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to miss time. Now it looks like maybe in the regular season. Jalen Ramsey, serious injury. And you can never really truly prevent injuries. There's somewhat of luck involved. But the reality is these athletes only have a certain amount of snaps in their in their body. And every time they take the field, it's a risk that they could get hurt. So I do think the Eagles – and, you know, we talk to veteran players about it. And I know you can go, oh, the veterans, of course, they're going to like not practicing. But, no, I think they like Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham. Look at Brandon Graham, the revival of his career really last right. year. I think that they respect the fact that this coaching staff and medical staff listens to him and says, like, we know this is what's going to be better for our body, and the science backs that up. So one more segment here to go on Go Birds Radio. David and Joey, I see you. We're definitely going to get to you on the other side. Got always some more training camp stuff to talk about so uh this is go birds radio from the beautiful parks casino and as i've told you before and i will tell you again the best the bet park sportsbook is the only app i recommend it's the official sportsbook of the real philly sports fan odds bets slots and games it's all in the palm of your hand download it right now because the birds are in training camp so it's the perfect time to make those pro football future bets on the bet park sportsbook app here are the favorites and the potential payouts of either of these teams if they win it this year. A $50 wager on KC, that pays $300. A $50 wager on Philly, that pays $350. Maybe just take both those 50s and, uh, and throw it on the Philly team. But you can bet pro football futures on individual player performances right now. Join me and download the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. New customers make a winning $10 bet and get 125 in bonus sportsbook bets back. Must be a winning bet, and bonus bets must be wagered once. It's all in there. Spread, same-game parlays, and much more. Plus, Bet Parks is the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Bet golf with Bet Parks. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. It's Go Birds Radio here at the beautiful Parks Casino. Got the TVs out, got the, the beautiful chairs, got some people over here hopefully making a little bit of money. It's a, it's a beautiful day here. It's an off day for the Eagles, a true actual off day. They're not even having uh, walkthroughs today, but me and you will both be back at practice tomorrow. We're uh, hoping to maybe see them put the pads on. Maybe they probably won't hit. I would assume that if they have the pads on, I doubt they'll, they'll be hitting, but this heat is going to break for tomorrow, so you think Maybe tomorrow is the most uh, physical practice we've seen so far? Yeah, I would think so. I would hope so. Uh, I, I wish they just hit for a goal line and short yardage. Yep. But, hey, Nick's, won, Nick's reached more Super Bowls than me. <laughs> and I also wish we were all going up to Lehigh tomorrow. There's going to be 12,000 people there. Yeah. But. Well, you've covered more Super Bowls. so That's, that's true. That is. He hasn't so you, covered you, any. You got him there. All right, let's go back to the, uh, the phones here for, before we wrap this thing up. Uh, we got David from North Philly. David, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, what's up, fellas? Yo, David, so, what's up, man? Looking at the looking at the um, the overall landscape of the league, looking how the progression of the team, um, offensively, this is a, the offenses really were my focus is on with them. If they mm -hmm. won the Super Bowl, it would be different. But you look at the the teams that they're they're in the conversation with, but for whatever reason, they don't get their shine with the the um, quarterbacks. You know, uh, Chargers. Uh, obviously, Mahomes is prolific, but we have two number one receivers. Um, we have a number one tight end. There's a lot of targets to go around. 
and I've heard a lot of people say stuff like there's, you know, when it came to like DeAndre Hopkins, that there wasn't enough balls to go around to satisfy everybody. And then I look at the 2001 Rams, and they had the same thing. And there were tons of targets, tons of yards, tons of touchdowns, tons of catches. And the only difference between them and the Eagles last year was Kurt Warner threw the ball far more than obviously Hurts. Well, he, Kurt Warner wasn't going to wasn't going to take off and run. Yeah, you weren't doing the RPO with him. I don't yeah, think. but the thing is, we don't. I would like to see Hurts reduce his runs. I don't want to see him doing 12 runs, 13, 14 runs per game. So you have a given additional game, and you reduce some running. Maybe yeah. Five here's the thing: I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't totally disagree. But he's such a weapon doing it, and it's such a big part of his game. And he embraces, like he said the other day, I embrace my uniqueness. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to stop doing it. Now, I think the numbers a little misleading because it includes kneel downs and and goal line, and he's unstoppable in the, the end zone. Sneaks you know. are basically not runs. If we're yeah. Being so. Yeah, I'm okay with when that. Like, when you when you subtract those, we're talking about. I think it comes out to seven point eight runs uh, a game. So. Wow, you know, I don't. I don't know what the ideal number is. I'd like it to go down. Some of those games when you have like 17 carries, you'd like to see that go down a little. But it's going to be a part of his game, and that's not going to change. Well, David, real quick, another because nobody can stop it. Well, but the other part about so let's take that 7.8 number. I mean, how many of those two are broken plays? Like I understand you want to see him run it less, but the Eagles. I think it's a bit of a misconception that they're calling a ton of like designed runs for him per game. My guess is if you. Look at plays they run where it, the sole focus is for him to run the ball and not in a sneak capacity. It might be two times a game, three times a game. A lot of these are RPOs where the defense is dictating, or it's a broken play. So I get your point, David, but I, I think that you, you paid him a ton of money to be the player he is, and to take that away I think it would really impact the offense. I don't want to take it away. Again, what I'm looking at is you have two number one receivers. You have, a, uh, you have a number one tight end who I think he has. No, like we, we get all that. We know yeah. they have a lot My of man, weapons. David, th- but, thanks for the call. Uh, I mean, he's he's the biggest weapon of all, and you just yeah. don't want to take that away from him. I mean, you you covered the Donovan uh, era when he kind of took it out of his game. I know there was a lot more at play there with uh, you know him not wanting to be a running quarterback, but I just think – if you take that away from Jalen, I like that he calls himself a triple threat, too, his, his mind, his arm, and his legs. I think Jalen is probably the best quarterback I've seen at, at the end of runs being smart. You very, very rarely see him take a legal big hit. Certainly there's been times where guys Michael have, Vick was pretty <laughs> Well, yeah, he, he was, was the opposite. He was opposite. Even Carson, honestly, could never slide. He yeah. always dove forward. Jalen, I think, is good at going down. Uh, and he's very secure with the ball as well. So, look, the reality is, like, players get hurt. There's nothing you can do to prevent it. But I think asking Jalen to not run is really taking a big part of this offense out. Let's go to uh, our guy Joey, Joey B in OC. What up, Joey? What up, my brothers? How are you? My man. Good to hear from you. Of course, man. It's great to talk to you. Great to talk to Rube. I, you know, I, this is hey, my first opportunity, Rube. Appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, right off the bat. Let the triple threat be him. Okay. Yep. Come on. I agree. Let him be him. You didn't pay him all this um, money to take a part of his game away. Right, now, I do right. think there'll be an, uh, kind of an organic, as he develops in, in the passing game, I think he'll organically run a little bit less. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll always be a big part of his game. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, uh, and uh, by the way, I'm with uh, oh on the whole tweet thing. With Elliot, you know, Elliot, you put out some good info out there. I don't know why people are ripping you. Let <laughs> the guy tweet. Come I'm on. Just, 
Thank we, you, man. We let Jalen run and, and let Elliot run. tweet. I think we. You can don't want to take on. the best part of his game away. Yeah, from don't him. take the best part of my game away. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Um, so, hey, what's up, Joe? Like you you I, well, I'm excited about Nolan Smith, just like you. Yes. Um, I, I can't wait to see what that guy's going to do this year and throughout his career. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, so I'm loving all the info you're giving on that. But, uh, you know, being short on time, the main thing that I'd love to hear from you guys, which you haven't talked about yet uh, during this uh, this show, is uh, the safety position. What's going on there? Yeah, thanks for the call, Joey. Appreciate it. I thought for sure he was going to say punter there. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I was so ready oh, yeah, for this. A little, little Ty Zentner yeah, conversation. A little Aaron Sipos uh, action. Um, the safety position, I feel like we've talked about it uh, a little bit, but I, I expect of the three safeties, I think Reed Blankenship is probably going to have the first – like real shot at getting the majority of the snaps there. Uh, this day one of camp, they had Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds. The second day, it was uh, Blankenship, and I believe it was Kayvon Wallace. That could have just been the package they called on. No, he was out there with okay. the ones, and then Edmonds right. worked in a little. And that, that was surprising to me because I thought Blankenship and Edmonds would be getting the, the, the ones, getting the reps with the ones. I like Kayvon, and I thought he played well and very limited, yeah. but some high-leverage situations last year. I thought he came a long way. He's a physical guy. Uh, he knows the defense, and I think he's going to get a shot at this thing because Terrell Edmonds, I mean, he's played a lot of football. He's, he's 26, and he started 75 games, which is crazy, mm-hmm. but they have no commitment to him. Yeah, I, I think Terrell Edmonds is – I think it was a good signing because what you just said, tons of starting experience, and I think he's a really good safety net to have behind. Like He safety might not – Yes, there you go. Yeah, but if they were convinced he was the guy to play to start opposite Blankenship, you don't give Kayvon Wallace first team reps yeah. on day two. I agree with that. And then look, there's Sidney Brown as well. So you would who's think, been with the threes? Who's been with the threes? But you would think by the time we're you know doing shows or covering practices, getting ready for New England, that Sidney will have gotten at least some some reps with the first team uh, defense. But no, safety is certainly a position as well. All right, let's wrap things up here with my guy. Always good to have him on the line, Jerry. The truck horn guy. You're about to find out why. What up, Jerry? There it is. What's up? His name very much fits what you expect from uh, from the call. What up, Jerry? How you doing? Well, I'm talking to one legend, which I'm a, I, I'm honored, and I'm talking to a soon to be legend, which is <laughs> you, LA, because both yeah, you guys know that. the Eagles inside and out. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you charted passes, Elliot, yet? Have you started that yet or not? Oh, come on. Have I st- I've charted every rep. I have them at two touchdowns, <laughs> no interceptions. Uh, yeah, I got every pass. I got everything you need, Jerry, yes. There you go. Ruben, how are you doing, brother? Doing well. Elliot's already a legend, so he's... <laughs> in some, in some uh, ways, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but Jerry, for better you're or worse. Go. You're the go, Ruben. I've been watching you for so long. It's just an honor just to talk to you both. No, you I appreciate guys, it, really. Jerry. It, it really is. So... Okay, here I'm going to tell my point's going to be on Jalen Hurts with that kind of awful with that last call was trying to trying to not let him do that guy. That guy's a gym rat. He's probably the only quarterback in the league that can squat 600 pounds, and I put him up against any quarterback. So a guy like that, he's in shape. He knows what he can do. Just let him do what he can do, and he's going to he's going to take us to where we need to go. I mean that's that's my whole theory behind it. I mean. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, don't, he can't, he'll be in the pocket. He'll do what he has to do. He, he has great RPO knowledge and what to do with the ball and, and, and who to kick the ball out to or keep the ball. But, I mean, you know, a guy with that kind of leg strength is, is, is pretty in shape. 
Yeah. No, I agree, Jerry. Jerry, uh, thanks so much for the call, man. It's always good to hear from you. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, Jalen Hurts with the running thing. I think Nick made a really good point this week, and he said it before, that like Jalen's salary is not going to dictate how they use Jalen in the offense. And what Nick has said, I'm paraphrasing a little, is, you know, it'd be malpractice if he was running the offense and being like, well, Jalen only makes 700000 so let's run him into the wall 15 times. Like, they're going to do what they think is best that week, and you just have to hope players don't get hurt. Like, would you put A.J. Brown over the middle less because you're more likely to get hurt there? I think with the quarterback position, and I know it's more important, but it is the one position we always seem to focus on that with. But And, and we've seen quarterbacks get hurt in the pocket as much as outrunning. And I think yeah. what you said earlier is so true. He's really instinctive about staying away from big hits. You rarely see him take a big hit, maybe on, on, a, on a fourth and inches. Uh, but even those, I mean, he seems to really have a good sense of how to keep himself safe and out of harm's way. For sure. So, Rube, I can't believe it's over already. I could do eight more hours of training camp uh, talk with you. Can we do that? Can we just stay on until 11 tonight? Yeah, we'll just stay on until practice tomorrow, honestly. We'll get a, a whole training camp's worth of hours of, uh, of practice here. But it's been a blast. Thank you to everybody that called in. Go Birds Radio is Go Birds Radio because of the callers, and it's always great to talk to my people when you guys call in. So it's been a blast. Appreciate it, Rube. Uh, hopefully we get to do this uh, again soon. See you at practice tomorrow. My man. So, all right, this has been Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Parks Casino. And I'm going to tell you one more time, but honestly, I'll probably tell you next week too because I tell everybody, the Bet Park Sportsbook, it's the only app I recommend. It's the only official sportsbook of the real Philly sports fan. Odds, bets, slots, and games, it's all in the palm of your hand. And download it right now because the birds are in training camp. So it's the perfect time to make those pro football future bets on the Bet Park Sportsbook app. Here are the favorites and the potential payouts if either of these teams win it all this year. A $50 wager on KC, that pays you $300. A $50 wager on Philly, that pays you $350. So you get a little bit more juice there. You can bet pro football futures on individual player performances right now. Join me and download the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. New customers make a winning $10 bet and get $125 in bonus sportsbook bets back. Must be a winning bet, and bonus bets must be wagered once. It's all there. Spread, same-game parlays, much more. Bet Parks is also an official betting operator of the PGA Tour. So go ahead and bet golf with Bet Parks.